0: Welcome back to the show everyone and welcome to the first official episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brethen. Just a little reminder if you listen to this show on the podcast app, you don't have to resubscribe or refollow or anything like that. These episodes will continue to show up for you the way they always have. On today's episode of the podcast, I share the sort of hilarious story of the craziness that went down during the holidays for us here in our new house, on our new farm, the magic and the beauty and the craziness that unfolded as we were trying to move in and get settled. And I also share a little bit about how the beginning of the year has been, giving you some reminders that if you've had a hard, tough first week, that is okay. A lot of us have. If you haven't set your intentions yet, if you feel unclear about stuff, don't feel stressed out. You can start any time. Whenever you are ready, you can do this inner work. Healing and beauty and everything that you want to manifest is just around the corner. Take your time. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years, and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. three. Welcome back to the show and welcome to the first official episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. I'm smiling so big just, just getting to share that right now. I have waited a long time to rename this show and to actually arrive to this very moment where I'm sitting right now sharing this fresh new start for this podcast, for myself. I feel like 2023 is already sort of shaking things up a little bit. I don't know how the first week of this year has been for you, for us. It has been kind of a rough start. It's been amazing in many, many ways. Unbelievably amazing and also unbelievably challenging. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna get into all of that and, and how and why. but before I do, I just wanna I just want to say hi. And that I'm so, so deeply grateful that you are here with me today, that you are following me throughout this transition, as we transition from the Yoga Girl podcast to From the Heart, which feels for me like, it feels to me like growth, to be honest, like a, a change that that really needed to happen. I'm a little bit nervous about it, <laughs> to be honest. I'm um, change, is, change can be scary, you know? yoga girl podcast this podcast it's a really strong podcast we have a beautiful community of listeners that listen every single week no matter what and why change a good thing that is working right but I really do feel like it's time for me to grow into something that feels more like who I am today versus holding on to something that feels more like who I was a couple years ago. So (laughs) thank you for being here and I hope the holidays, I hope New Year's Eve and everything that comes with that, I hope it was deeply restful and healing for you. And as I say that, I smile a little bit because chances are it wasn't. (laughs) I mean, I really hope you had a super restful holiday season and that you came out of it feeling so full. In more ways than just being physically full because you ate a lot of great food. But I know for so many of us this is a and was a really stressful season. I also feel like I haven't had a chance to really talk to you from the heart for a couple of weeks. Cause we had, of course, the intention setting practice was last week's episode. Before that, we had the processing practice where we processed 2022. So it's been a couple, couple of weeks since I got to just share. I love the practices and actually this year I feel like I I had a bigger response than normal years. I don't know if it's just the energy of, of this time or the podcast has grown a bit, maybe that's it, but just so many DMs and emails and comments from so many of you just really doing the practices with me where I could really, really feel this beautiful takeaway where you did the work and you sat for two hours, you know, at your altar in your sacred space and you did every single prompt and you really worked through 2022 and then you really worked into what you want for 2023. And it just makes me feel so happy, you know, doing those kinds of practices. That's for me, it's work in a different way than it is to sit down and record this podcast right now. Literally, I'm recording this. It's Thursday afternoon. This podcast is out on Friday. So in a couple of hours, it goes live. I had a bit of a busy day and just kind of running around a little bit of a crazy afternoon. And then I just sit down and I turn on the recorder and I talk to you, right? These This show requires no preparation on my end. But these practices that I do at the end of the year always does. It's a different kind of thing for me to record. Um, it takes more time, takes more presence, more dedication, more preparation and planning, which is something I'm in general pretty bad at. So it just feels so good to put in that work and then see that beautiful return of so many of you loving it and seeing it really enrich your lives. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, um, <laughs> this is my my first time just getting to share You know, just from the heart of where I am right now, um, doing it from the farm, (laughs) which feels just wild and crazy. We moved. A lot has happened. Okay, since we spoke last. We haven't spoken since before Christmas, you know, in this way. So for me, a lot has happened. We managed to move. So we moved from our cabin where we lived to the farm. (laughs) It's a real farm. I haven't gotten to share so much. I've just shared kind of the inception story of how we found this place and how we ended up here and then how that whole journey came to be over the past year. And now we are finally here. It was a, it was a shit show. <laughs> I gotta say it was a definitely, I don't know anyone who's ever moved, you know, f- to a new home where it was smooth and just easy and, and not, not a shit show, <laughs> but, for us because it happened right before Christmas. We we could have just waited with everything and said, you know what, let's just spend Christmas at the cabin and just do keep it really small, just us. And sometime next year after the holidays, when everyone's back to work and things are back to normal, then we can start renovating and doing the floors and painting and the things that we needed to do. We didn't need to do like a major overhaul. We didn't have to take down any walls but we've repainted the entire house, all walls and ceilings. And we had to sand down and redo, like not relay, but restain, I guess you call it, the the floors of the whole house. And there's different sets of flooring in different parts of the house. So the downstairs um, has the same kind of flooring, but it was done at two different stages, uh, which means just the floors are different one area is really aged and one is not as aged. So it needed different kinds of treatment. And then upstairs, we have three different kinds of flooring. (laughs) So it was just this kind of meticulous, complicated thing to to get to do all the floors. And I really, really wanted to do the floors before we moved in because it's one of those things you can't, I mean, everything is covered in dust. And you know, you can't do that while having moved in. So before we put all, got all of our furniture and things and I wanted to have that. So we could have waited and just said, okay, hey, let's do this in a month or two. But we were just really excited, as you can imagine, about the farm to finally, finally get to move in, to have all this space and this beautiful house. I can't wait to tell you and show you this beautiful house. This house is, I guess, let me do some math. It's 4 times the, no, three times the size of our, of the cabin. So it's not like a massive, crazy sized house. Like it's a perfect sized house for us. We just had a very small little cabin where we lived for a year. So to finally have space and be able to spread out and not live on top of each other and have a proper kitchen with counter space. I mean, we were so excited about so many things. So we said, you know what, let's just haul ass and get this these floors and this paint job like let's just get it done and then like move in before Christmas so it became this very of course it was a little bit delayed very hectic at some point I was like trying to move in one room as they finished one room at a time which was just very stupid of me and Yeah. And of course, we needed to do a whole deep clean of the house after all the construction workers had had been here. And here I was like, well, this room is like the floor is done and the walls are done. So let me just like, let me just like move my office in. And I'm like trying to show up with my plants and my stuff in the middle of this construction site. And all these guys are just looking at me like, why are you here? Just like leave. (laughs) Like, let us do our jobs. (laughs) Let us finish, you know. So we ended up not doing that. And then It was the 21st, so in Sweden we celebrate Christmas, it's the 24th. We don't have a big celebration on the 25th. Christmas Eve is the center for us um, of everything, not the 25th, like in so much of the world. So the 24th is our big day. We had somehow committed to a big Christmas celebration with both sides of my family, meaning my mom and my dad. And they don't like each other, I was going to say they've never liked each other. At some point, they must have not completely detested each other because they had two kids together, (laughs) me and my brother. But it's very rare to see them at the same gathering. It's very rare. Like, I I don't think we've had a Christmas together since we were very little. If they can avoid it, they like avoid each other. They don't fight. It's not like bad when they're in the same room. It's just not natural and, and easy. Right. But because, you know, we were going to have the farm and we're the only ones with this big space and I love to host. So somehow it was decided like, yeah, Christmas at Christmas at the farm. Like, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be okay. It was not okay. (laughs) Like it was not okay. We moved in on the 21st. So we had 21st, 22nd, 23rd, we had three days to get the entire house in order. And the amount of work that we got done in those three days, like I look at it now, like we just, we would wake up in the morning and just like not eat and just haul ass, like all day, just haul ass. And because we don't have a rush to get out of the cabin, like we still have the cabin for a while, we don't have to It wasn't like we had to get everything packed up and moved in a day, which is really intense and hard, but also kind of a relief because when you're done, you're done. We didn't have that. We were like, we're just going to bring over the essentials and what we need to live for the holiday season, and then we'll do the rest, right? Like we'll take our time. But because we did that, like, that was also kind of not a super smart thing to do. I mean, we saved some money not hiring, like, movers and doing it that way. The cabin is not too far away, so we could go back and forth kind of throughout the days. But it means it's literally, like, what day is it today? Like, we're a week into 2023, and we still have stuff at the cap. Like, we haven't fully moved out of the cabin. We're not done. (laughs) It's become become a forever process that I've just... Starting to get worried, like we, like it's never gonna happen now. (laughs) Like, we need some sort of deadline because it's a drag. It really is. And especially now that we've kind of identified, like, this is what we need to live. But then we have the garage over there where I have my sauna, and we just have a lot of things that have accumulated, like they do in a garage. And I don't really know what to do with them here yet. So I'm just kind of waiting like, well, they can stay there for like another few days. That's okay. But then the days keep piling up and we still haven't moved. But anyway, for these three days leading up to Christmas, I'm pregnant, right? So I had just made the commitment, like I'm not carrying anything super heavy. But what I did do, I carried 700,000 things that were medium heavy, (laughs) which was really stupid. Just really, really dumb of me. And I realized afterwards it wasn't just the carrying medium heavy stuff. It was the picking stuff up and putting them down, picking stuff up and putting them down. Dennis would bring boxes over from the cabin. I would bring the boxes into the house and then like unpack them and put everything in its place, which just meant this like constant. And I was trying to do like this constant bending over. And I was trying to keep good posture and long spine. And I was trying to squat more than bending over. But at a certain point, like you kind of like muscle memory takes over and you just do what you do, right? Like I kind of lost that well-intentioned idea (laughs) to gym squat my way through unpacking an entire house. So I started feeling on day two, like my back wasn't doing super well, And not normally when I hurt my back, I have a tension in my upper mid back. That's where things tend to center for me. But this was my lower back, like typical pregnancy area, like lower back, pelvis, like that whole area. And I just felt second day like, "Mm, like this something is not like great, but it's okay. Like I'm not in pain. It's it's okay. It's just that's just a feeling. Like "Mm, not not super. And then on the 23rd, we decided like we kind of have to call it like halfway through the day. We knew we, we were going to have to cook for 20 people. We had 20 people coming over. We had the beds in. We had like the most important stuff. Like we moved the dogs over, of course. Um, the couches, like we we just, we got the, the basics in. Dining table we had already. We bought it from the lady that had the house before us. So certain things like were, it, it was like, okay, it was like pretty moved in we can do this here. So we're going to have to pause, like put the rest of the move on pause and go like get Christmas ready. We hadn't finished our final Christmas shopping. Like we didn't have time. I I had a lot of things to cook and I like to cook majority of everything the day before Christmas so that it's very easy. You just take it out and heat it for Christmas Eve when everybody's there. I had a whole plan, right? And for that at like that morning, <laughs> I woke up in the morning, walking around the house, like everyone was kind of sleeping still, I was waking up really early. And it just felt like a home for the first time. We were like moved in enough that it's starting to get cozy. Like I had that first moment to myself of like, wow, like we're here. It's not just moving madness anymore, but we're here. We, we, we're we doing it. And I sit down I like set up my tea table for the first time in our new living room downstairs where I'd never had tea. We have a fireplace there. It's so cozy. I had the most beautiful tea and pulled a card for the season. Like I was just feeling so, such relief. And then I bow out of the ceremony and when it's time, like I just go to stand up, I turn around to kind of put my hand on the floor to support myself going up and in the turn, I just hear like a little like click. <laughs> I swear I could hear it. Like I could hear my lower back going nope. <laughs> and my whole body gave out. Like my whole my whole system just went nope. Like that's it. And it was a really bizarre thing for me because when my upper back, which is My whole life, that's been where things happen. The upper back, it's horrible when I get that pain there, but I can still manage my life. I just, I look like a robot. I get really tense and stiff in my shoulders and my neck. And it's rare, like it happens like once a year these days that I get that kind of pain. I used to have it all the time. Now it's like once a year, I get that kind of paralyzing pain. And it's always in connection to me feeling pressure or there's always an emotional energetic journey there. You know, it's never just this one thing, but this was different. This is lower back pain. I never have lower back stuff. I've never, that's never really been my source of, of pain or struggle. Even with Leia, with Leia, when I was pregnant with her, at the very end, I got this pelvic pain, which made it very hard for me to walk. And that was the very, very end uh, where I just, I felt I was really heavy. She was really heavy. It was a lot for me to carry. But lower back stuff, like I've never really had that. And what it did for me, and I'm sure everyone listening, because lower back pain is so common, especially in pregnancy and after pregnancy and as we get older and just life. So you can all relate if you've had that kind of pain. I was immobile. I, I, I couldn't even like fake it. I couldn't even, could, I could not ignore <laughs> the signals my body was sending me which is something I can actually do when it's my upper back. I can kind of pretend like this is fine. I'm just going to robotically move through my life. Like I would still be able to stand and walk and do stuff. It's just, it's, it's painful and hard and, and horrible, but I can do it. You know, now it was my lower back. I had to like go lie on the floor and it was so painful to get to the floor. I couldn't stand. I couldn't, like. Could, there was no position that wasn't just excruciating agony and I end up on the floor and I like like wiggle, like, like scooch myself over to a chair and I put my calves on the chair. So I'm in this like 90-90 position, which is, which is what I teach people to do <laughs> in yoga class if you, have, if you have lower back pain. And I, I made it there and I couldn't get back up. And this has never happened to me. Like I couldn't get off the floor. And this was the day where I was supposed to do all the Christmas cooking. I was supposed to finish all the Christmas shopping, like all the details for this gathering. And I had a big plan of what to make that day. I even, I was going to set the table the day before, all the things I could do the day prior so we could just enjoy Christmas Eve. That really was my grand plan. None of that happened. (laughs) None of that happened. doing it. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I was very lucky because my sister Katja, she was visiting me. She's from Latvia. Well, she's kind of from all over the place, but she lives in Holland if you follow me on Instagram, she's my opera singing sister. I have so many sisters, but she's the one that, um, studies at the conservatory in the Hague in in the Netherlands. And she, yeah, she's a singer. That's, that's, that's what she does. And, um, she was here visiting, which was just like a lifesaver. So I ended up on, you know, the day before Christmas lying on the floor, yelling instructions at her for how to cook the many Swedish things that we had to make for Christmas that she has never cooked in her life. And I mean, she's young, like she's 25. She's, you know, she's going to be 25 this year. Uh, she hasn't, it's a different thing when you've cooked your whole life and you've cooked for a family your whole life and versus like being a student and you're cooking for one person or for yourself. And we we just... It, it became like a, it became a family struggle, this whole, this whole thing. And I'm trying to yell instructions. He's like, I'll help you. I'll make the meatballs. And we make like Swedish meatballs. Like they're kind of famous Swedish meatballs. And for Christmas, yeah, they're a center of what we do. and I make them in a certain way, the way my grandma used to make them. And, and I was like lying in another room adjacent to the kitchen and I couldn't get off the floor so I couldn't move anywhere else. And I'm like yelling at her what to do step by step and I sent her the recipe on, on text and she's trying her best but she's so meticulously trying not to mess anything up, like trying to to get it right. So it's like taking a very, very, very long time. She's just slowly, slowly and I'm lying there on the floor getting more and more frustrated. I mean, I, I was really grateful she was there to help me, but I was so stressed out. I just knew this is going to be a disaster. Like we're not going to have anything ready. Everything is chaos. Nothing is working. Like it's just it's just madness. And I'm getting more and more frustrated and she's taking more and more time because the more frustrated I got, the more cautious she became that she was going to do it perfectly, you know, instead of just kind of getting it together. So like five hours later, she's still making meatballs and I'm just like crying on the floor. Just, oh my God, like full on. Like I was just crying. Like this is just like, it's not, we're not going to have a Christmas. Like we're not like, if I can't rally and do what we have to do, like it's not going to happen. Like that's just what it is. And I took this on. It's my responsibility. It's, I'm the host, like, oh, you know. So at a certain point, I like drag myself to the kitchen and I start making, we make these thin breads. Oh, They're also a, it's like a family recipe. I don't know who passed it to my mom, but I do it the way my mom does it. And it's delicious. We use rye flour and you use kind of like a, it's like a syrup, it's like a syrupy <laughs> tasting bread. Uh, like sugar beet syrup, we use anise and fennel. Um, it's and, and and um kefir in it, it's so delicious, like, it's so 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 good. And it's for me the most important part of the Christmas table of the food. It's this thin bread that we it's like a flat bread, but thin, we call them thin breads. And I'm on the floor making this dough. <laughs> And then I'm like half seated. Like I managed to like drag myself halfway. So I'm leaning against the kitchen, like a cupboard thing that we have on the floor or the kitchen island. And I'm rolling these breads and flattening them out. And then I'm like throwing them up on the kitchen island one at a time because I couldn't reach, you know? And they're just ending up all over the place. And, and they were there for way too long. Like something else happened that I had to try to figure out. And then finally like the the baking soda ended up dying like it's just like my whole like the the yeast the whole the the dough just died. It's not a yeasted dough but it's like a baking soda dough. Yeah, it just died. Like they wouldn't fluff up. Like they wouldn't rise the way they normally do in the pan. And every single thing I tried to half-heartedly do became a disaster. Like nothing was really <laughs> nothing nothing was working. Then our worst moment in all of this, is like my brother shows up, like I call and I beg him, please, we didn't have a Christmas tree. That was the thing. And he had promised me for a week that he was going to go cut a Christmas tree from the property or from the forest. Uh, It's like we have a, my dad owns a part of the forest on the other side of of kind of where we are. And uh, he was going to go cut a Christmas tree down, and he promised me for a week. And every week, he's like, "I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow." And then finally, it's the day before Christmas. We don't have a tree, and I'm calling him. I'm like, "You get in the car right now. <laughs> you go find us a beautiful tree, and then you have to come here and help me decorate because I can't. I, I can need your help with stuff. You gotta come over." And then he comes with this tree, <laughs> and it's like a, it's a beautiful tree. And I'm on the floor, and he just walks in. He's like, "Oh." you're not, you're not doing too well, huh? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, like this is your Christmas too. Like, do you think you could come like, come help out? And he walks to the kitchen and he sees my sister like struggling with the meatballs still. And he tells her, oh, Katya, you're making the meatballs. No pressure. It's just the single most important thing on the Christmas table tomorrow. So if you fuck this up, you fuck up Christmas. <laughs> and she's such a sensitive soul like she's a virgo she's just she's just a perfectionist right and this was just something that like she it was hard and he tells her that like don't fuck like if you fuck this up you fuck up christmas and she just starts bawling <laughs> and she's crying into the meatballs they're burning. I'm on the floor throwing dough at stuff. Like my brother is like dragging this tree that's like way too big for the for the house <laughs> through the house. Leia comes in, like she hasn't had lunch. like no one's fed her. It's just like dogs are barking, and Dennis is like lost somewhere trying to pick up a gift two hours away. Like it's just it was just like the, the, sh- <laughs> the biggest shit show of all time at a certain point, I was like, we gotta, we gotta call it. Like we have to just like, we need to just like hug now. <laughs> I'm just like, go to my sister. I'm like, we need to just, can, can we just like hug it out? Like, I'm so sorry. Like this, the stress of this is just like not, this is not what Christmas is supposed to be, you know? And we like hug and we cry and we laugh. And then we're like, okay, well, fuck it. Just fuck it. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, it's Christmas Eve tomorrow. People are showing up. Like, my grandpa's coming, my mom, my other siblings, my dad, and all the siblings from his side. Like, there's a bunch of people and a bunch of grown ups coming tomorrow. They'll help. We'll figure this out. Like, we go to bed. It's midnight at this point. <laughs> and of course, yeah, of course, we had, like, gifts to wrap. And that was something that had to happen. Like, if that didn't happen, then Leia would wake up and... There's no gifts under the tree. You know, there's certain things you couldn't, like, I couldn't compromise on. And I'm just dragging myself through these tasks to get it done, to get it done for her, for her. All I can think is, like, as long as it's good for Leia, like, as long as she gets the Christmas, like, then it's fine. Like, I don't need the magic. The magic is not going to come my way this year. And that's okay. Like, we have the magic of this place and this house, and that's going to settle. Like, that's our Christmas gift, you know? And I told Dennis, like, just screw the gifts. <laughs> like, let's just, just skip it. <laughs> the next day, of course, we have like a very sweet morning. I couldn't get down the stairs. Like, Dennis had to help me down the stairs because I'm in so much pain, just agony. But Leia is overjoyed because Santa had been there in the night. And now there's so many presents under the tree. And she's, you know, she's a child on Christmas morning. Like, she's so happy. We have a really sweet breakfast. We took it easy in the morning. My brother comes over and I'm like, you know what? I think it's going to be, it's all going to be fine, actually. And then people start showing up and I realize, well, we don't have, like, there's a lot of food that we don't have. (laughs) Like just all the things that I said yesterday, fuck it. We'll figure it out. Like we didn't figure them out. Like we didn't, we, we didn't have time. There was, there was no way. So people start coming and I'm like, I need help. Can everybody please, please, please help me? Uh, We need to cook. We need to do this. We need to do that. And I was alternating between standing. I could stand for like 10 minutes and then I would be in too much pain and I had to sit and then I could sit for 10 minutes and then that would hurt too much. And I had to kind of, and then at some point I had to go lie down and just give up, you know, and then I would cycle through those stages just in so much pain all the time. And we're cooking and we're cooking and we're cooking and it's like we're two hours late for the for for the food but it's it was okay like everyone was helping and it's all gonna be fine like the mood was really good everyone like my my brother my younger brother kept saying this is the coziest Christmas ever like I'm so glad we get to have a real Christmas again you know we're on the farm there's snow outside everything is fine we're getting hungrier and hungrier because food is so late. Like we normally eat at one. and now it's like pushing three o'clock, but it's fine. Like it's fine. We're gonna eat. We're gonna eat right at the peak. <laughs> right at the peak of of everything. When everything like has to come together, the electricity went out. <laughs> and at this point, we have like half the family are just kind of sitting in a room starving and half the family are just hauling ass in the kitchen trying to get everything together. And electricity went out. Like we're just using we're using the oven, we're using every single part of the stovetop. Like we have it's freezing outside. We have all the the heaters on. Like it's just so much electricity going. We've never lived in this house before. We don't know really how much power certain, you know, areas of the house can take. Electricity goes. And then we have this one fuse box in the house, in the laundry room. They were all fine. And we realized, okay, this is a very old house. There is one of those old school fuse boxes somewhere in one of the other houses. Like we have 10 houses, 10 barns or 10 um, structures on the property. So in one of the other nine, there is one of those old school fuse boxes with huge fuses that you're going to have to like screw out and then test one at a time. We didn't know, like, where is it? Like, does it exist? How does it work? Where is it? How do we fix it? Like, we have no idea. So Dennis, my dad and my brother, they go outside into the snow. And they're like, we're on it. We're going to figure it out. And meanwhile, we don't have potatoes. <laughs> we don't have like the Christmas ham, the sausage, the meatballs. We make this Christmas kale. It's like, it's it's a kale creamed kale that we make in Sweden and a potato gratin kind of thing that we always make. Like none of those things, all the important hot foods were not done. And we couldn't finish them because we had no electricity. So the men like head out, like that is my brother and my dad, we're going to figure this out. And then finally like find the barn that has the fuse box. And then realize like, yeah, there's a big, like this fuse has gone. It's Christmas Eve there are no back there's no there's there are no backup fuses anywhere <laughs> so there's no one to call it's christmas eve <laughs> we have no electricity in the house the heat is going like we can't finish cooking we, we don't have we don't have food like we don't have the food together um we have herring like in sweden we eat a ton of pickled herring it's amazing it's delicious it's one of the things i'm so happy to have back in my life since not being vegan anymore And it's cold, so that's in the fridge, right? So it's like, okay, we know we can have something, like we can have cold, the cold part of the food, but the main part of the Christmas food is not done. So then realizes, okay, he has to go back to our old house because that, by that cabin, there is like a similar looking fuse box in one of the garages, and maybe he can trade. (laughs) I don't know, he's just like hauling ass, trying to find solutions. As he gets in the car to go, our water disappears <laughs> all of a sudden. Like I'm turning on the tap to like rinse something. It's like that there's no water on the tap. We can't flush a toilet. Like we can't like do any do dishes, wash our hands. Like there's no water in the house. There's no electricity. There's no water. It's peak moment. Christmas Eve Everyone's here. Everyone's starving. The kids haven't had any food. Like, kids, you know, are getting cranky because we're just stuffing them full of like gingerbread cookies (laughs) and stuff. Everyone's kind of like beginning to lose it. And then we lose the water. And my brother's like, okay, I'm going to go figure it out. There's got to be like the water pump somewhere. It's probably related to electricity. I'm like, where the fuck is the water pump? Like, we don't, I don't know. we've lived here for five minutes. Like, I don't know. He goes outside, finds the pump and at the water pump meets a bunch of people. And he's like, hello, like, this is like our source of water, right? So it turns out (laughs) that the water pump here by our property is powered by us, like by our electricity on our property, but it connects and distributes the water to three other properties. So if our electricity goes, like if I'm cooking on too many, like I'm using the whole stove, which is apparently is too much for this old farmhouse, the water goes for all of these other families. They have no water in their house when my electricity disappears. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? How, like, who Who made this decision like and why did nobody tell us? Like we don't even know that this is a thing. So all these families, like these three other houses, are gathering at this water pump trying to find out why there's no water. <laughs> like, why doesn't the water work? And my brother's like, oh yeah, hi everyone. Uh, we we've lost electricity at our house, and looks like that's the that's the reason that this is happening. And the pressure I felt at that moment, I'm like, it's not just us anymore. Now it's like us and all these people and kids and families trying to have their Christmas and they don't have water anymore in their house. Like, this is not acceptable. Like, we have to figure this out right now. (laughs) And Ludwig, my brother, he was like, well, hopefully, like Dennis can solve the electricity issue. And once that's solved, that just automatically starts the water again. Like we have our own well here and yeah, apparently they just, they drilled one well by us and then led that to the other properties. And uh, he's like, hopefully when the electricity comes back, it's just going to solve it and it'll be fine. And I'm like, and if it's not, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. (laughs) Congratulations on your new farm. Welcome to farm life. Like this is reality, like deal with it. Like this is your home. It's your problem now. And I'm like, shit like we are we are so we're so not equipped and of course all of this like I still can't walk or you know move normally cuz I'm in agony <laughs> Dennis ends up like going just barn to barn like by the, by our old cabin like all these like old garages there finds a fuse box that's from the same time era as ours which is like <laughs> from the stone age and somewhere there finds a box of old fuses that he's just like praying to God are gonna work in our old fuse box, brings them over and then realizes he doesn't know which fuse has blown. Like you can't tell. I don't know if it's just this old system, but he had to one by one. It was like 30 of them. One by one. He had to try. Does this have electricity? Yes, this one works. Does this one have no this one doesn't, you know? And then exchanged it and then just like miracle, like the electricity came back. 20 minutes later, the water is back. <laughs> and 20 minutes after that, or half an hour after that, we like have all the food ready. Everything is hot. Everything is put together. Not a single thing is missing from the Christmas table. We all feel like we have just like run a marathon together and won it. <laughs> you know? Like that feeling of just pure accomplishment was so beautiful. Like we really had a good team spirit. No one fought the whole day which is very rare for my family. No one had a bad vibe. No one was upset about anything aside from me being stressed and in pain. Um like we didn't have any, yeah, no bad vibes. Like it's very strange. My family usually has a lot of bad vibes. <laughs> Not bad vibes, but like like we used to be married and now I hate you vibes or um I disagree completely with your political views vibes or you know, the regular stuff that most most families have. Like we didn't have any of that. Everyone was so busy being dedicated to solving all the problems that nobody fought about anything. And that's just like, like I realized afterwards, I'm like, maybe this whole shit show was just like the greatest blessing. Who knows what would have happened if everyone would have shown up at noon. And there I was looking pretty in my Christmas dress, greeting everyone to a perfect table full of food, which is what I had planned. (laughs) right like maybe if that would have happened everyone would have had all this time to focus on each other <laughs> and to talk to each other and to be annoyed with each other's little quirks you know little quirps and things that we do and now that didn't happen everyone was just very busy with many things <laughs> and finally we like sit down it was such a beautiful moment everyone sitting together we had already like brought kids um, Something that happens in Sweden, which I don't know, people across the world think it's so weird. It is weird. Every Christmas Eve at 3pm, the entire country, and I kid you not, like I have to look up the statistics of how, like what's the percentage of people, but the whole country, it's the single most viewed thing in the country of the year. The whole entire country sits down in front of the TV and watches Donald Duck. And this is a tradition that goes back like, I don't know, like 60 years, maybe like I, I'm going to pause the pod and I'm going to give you the statistics of this very weird Christmas tradition that we have.
1: and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/audio visit IXL.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price
0: okay i looked it up watching donald duck at 3 p.m. on christmas eve is a swedish tradition that started in 1960 that means it's been going for over 60 years right? So before my mom was born, like this, everyone would gather in front of what I'm assuming was a black and white little TV to watch Donald Duck on Christmas Eve. And more than half the country watch. I, I don't know how many people watch like the Super Bowl and stuff. But I think proportionally, it's probably the same. Like this is like the Super Bowl of Sweden is we watch Donald Duck on Christmas Eve. It's so, it's so, it's so weird. And it's the same every year. It's the same sequence. It's like little Dis- Disney snippets from different movies that we watch. And there's like a host in the beginning telling a story about Christmas and, and lighting the candle of Christmas. And so that happens at three and it's sacred. Like I have never had a Christmas Eve in my life living in Sweden or being in Sweden where at three o'clock everyone hadn't already finished Christmas lunch and you're sitting on the couch drinking glug, which is our like Swedish glee wine, um, eating like dessert and candy. Like we always have like the desserts and candy like together with Donald Duck. That has never not happened. And now it was past three And food was not even done. Like any Swedish person listening can like feel my terror here because it's just like non, it doesn't happen. So we had already put the kids in front of Donald. Like we had all surrendered. Like we will stream it (laughs) later. (laughs) Like Donald Duck doesn't even matter. Donald Duck is out the window. We'll stream it later. We like gave the kids like lukewarm meatballs and whatever other foods that we had. And we put them in front of Donald Duck. So they were fine. And then all of us adults got to sit down around this beautifully made table that I felt so proud that I actually got to put together. I had bought like really beautiful tablecloths, which I never ever like do, like real napkins and napkin rings. Like I really went all in to make it really beautiful. And we all sit down and we look at each other (laughs) and I got to do a toast, just welcoming everyone to Christmas on the farm. (laughs) And what I hope is not the last Christmas gathering here, but the last one that's this insane where we have no electricity and no water. (laughs) And I love you and let's fucking eat. (laughs) And then we ate and it was after that, like once we sat down, it was a really beautiful celebration. Like it really was. It was very cozy. Food ended up being so delicious. I mean, we were all starving to death, but it was so, so, so delicious Santa came like Santa actually came to visit for the kids and like my grandpa at the end my grandpa's kind of kind of funny he's a little bit aloof I don't know how else to explain it he's just he's just a funny guy he was like hey thanks for the funnest and most cozy christmas eve i have had in maybe a decade and he meant it that's <laughs> like what and he, of course, he was not partaking in any of the cooking or any of the electricity figuring out aside from sitting on the couch, loudly proclaiming every 10 minutes or so that if he was out there, he would have solved this problem already. <laughs> and like the fifth time he said that, my dad was like, why don't you go outside and solve it then? And I like, I heard him, he's like trying to not sound like, angry, you know, he's like biting his tongue. Like fucking fix it. If you're so convinced you can fix it. (laughs) But he like he had no intention of going outside. Like I don't think, you know, Dennis was on it. But he kept saying that. Like if I if this was me, I would have figured it out long ago. Like typical grandpa thing. And he just said he had the most fun, like the funnest Christmas and the coziest Christmas he's had in over a decade. And I was so I don't know. It just made the whole thing like so so worth it, and so beautiful in the end, and the fact that no one fought and I got to give I had planned a really beautiful gift for my dad, where because it 's very, very, very rare that all of his kids, so all of my siblings on my dad 's side that were all in the same country, everyone lives in different places, everyone 's kind of all over the all over the place. I have a sister in London, um, a sister who is in the Netherlands. Um, me and Dennis haven't, you know, I haven't been living here, so that's that's just never the case. And um, and my brother used to live in LA, and now he lives here, so it's just very rare that everyone is really gathered. And without him knowing, a couple of days before Christmas, I brought everyone together. Dennis set up one of our barns here on the farm that that was empty, so we yeah we could use it before we had moved in, and he set up this beautiful set. And did the lighting and did these meticulous preparations so that he could take a family portrait of all of my dad's kids and grandkids, including little baby in the belly and Leia. So eight of us, nine of us. (laughs) And my dad kept saying, well, it's nine or 10. Like he's convinced I have twins. (laughs) I'm pregnant with twins. I think it's only one, but he's convinced it's two. So he's like nine or 10 of you in this photo. And we got to give it to him on Christmas Eve. And all of us present, you know, and he cried, like actual real tears. It was a very, all in all, we had a lot of beautiful, heartfelt Christmas moments. (laughs) And that was my Christmas. Holy shit. Yeah. So when everyone had left, and my sister had a couple more days with us, and then when she'd gone back... Or she went to Switzerland after she, uh, uh, she grew up partly in Switzerland. So she w- went there to visit her grandma. And Dennis, me and Leia were alone for the first time. That was my first real moments of, oh my God, we live here. Because <laughs> I, I, I think we were here for over a week before I, I got to settle in any way. It was just so intense, really overwhelming, so much work and then like a week later we're having our first family breakfast just the three of us dogs finally settled like it took a while for the dogs also to accept that oh we live here now you know figuring out where they want to sleep and where they want to be and how to navigate the house and yeah it's it's hard for everyone to to change to transition And we're sitting down at the table. All the dogs are in their beds, like super content. Ringo has chosen a spot right in front of the fireplace in the kitchen. And he doesn't budge. Like he doesn't move. (laughs) He's so cold. He's just there. And we had candles lit and just really cozy music playing. And then is making coffee and we're about to have breakfast. And I had this moment of like looking out the window where I see just, I see the fields up front. We had these two fields, right? Up front by our entrance to the property and uh, the barn's kind of in the distance and snow is falling. And and I just, I just cried. <laughs> I just cried. I don't know. I, I feel like I have those moments a lot where something big happens, but the bigness of the moment is so big that I can't digest it. Like I don't have... The time and the space. I mean, I guess that's common whenever we, yeah, something big comes our way. It's like it overwhelms us. Just the 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 size of it all, the feeling of it all, and sitting there in that very like regular mundane moment, realizing, wait, we live here. Like this is not temporary. This is not some dream I have that I want to some someday manifest. But here we are around the kitchen table. There's a baby in my belly. <laughs> we're on our own farm what and I just cried and then I is just like immediately worried like what something happened oh my god what's the drama now you know because I had so much pain and it's just, it's just been such an overwhelming week and I'm just like I'm just so happy like I was just so happy I'm just so happy like that that's just oh. imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt And that feeling, you know, for the start of the year, getting to start the year, feeling at home in a new place, having just accomplished and made a huge dream happen. A dream that I really thought was maybe a five or 10 year plan somehow became a one year plan instead, which I'm just in awe of. I feel like I haven't caught up really to the reality of that this actually happened. And then like that's been my feeling just all throughout this first week. just this feeling of awe. every box I continue to unpack, every nook of this house that I'm like, mm, like there's so much that we have to of course we still have to renovate both bathrooms. We have one bathroom that is not really usable, and before the baby comes, I definitely wanna wanna fix that one up. And uh, there's only half the house is furnished still. We haven't been able to properly furnish the house. And we have some million things, you know, the way you have it when you've moved into a new place. Not to talk about the actual land. Everything's frozen solid now and it's snow and so we can't do much anyway. But there's infinite work here. We could spend 30 years of our lives just working the land here and we wouldn't be finished, you know, and that's the point. I think that's the point of a farm is that this is work that becomes life if you choose to take it on. But so yeah, so this whole whole first week of the year has just been me kind of wandering around the house, getting settled, nesting different parts of the, you know, nesting this corner and unpacking this box and dreaming of what I want to do everywhere. And oh, it's been really beautiful for me. And then it's got strep. <laughs> I feel bad laughing he he's he's he not only does he have strep throat he has man strep throat and every woman listening now who has a husband (laughs) every woman listening knows what I mean it's like the man cold version escalated and I feel bad saying that because he has been miserable it's been really horrible he hasn't eaten for like five days he can't swallow and somehow me and Leia are totally fine like I have no symptoms. I have tons of energy. I feel great. Um I have to knock on wood. Like why did I say that? Am I jinxing it? No, but so what happens for him when he gets sick? Not only does he get like physically sick, but he gets just it's like emotional agony, you know? He's just like suffering and the suffering is very loud. <laughs> Everything is bad. Everything is wrong. He's just like he's just basically spent the whole first year, her first week of the year just like feeling really sorry for himself, complaining about everything and everything is bad and everything is wrong. And I'm trying to make him soup and he can't swallow this soup and why can't I swallow? Like it's like I have two babies right now. <laughs> he's much better today, thank God. Um, He's starting to eat a little bit now. But yeah, it's been kind of a rough start in that sense, like kind of terrible, especially I mean, much more terrible for for him, but just, we haven't left the house. Like, I don't want to, you know, get anyone else what we have. Yeah, he must be over it now because it's been a long time. Like, he got it. It's a week in. Yeah, he got it the day before Christmas Eve. We didn't know what it was. He just felt low, a little tired. I thought he was just tired from the move. And then, Chris. yeah, New Year's Day, this kind of flared. And he's just been knocked out ever since. But that's been our <laughs> our Christmas, our Christmas celebration, our New Year's. New Year's. We had our best friends here. We obviously didn't know Dennis had strep at that time, and they got a little bit sick. But I honestly don't think. I don't know. I don't think. I feel like maybe Den, like Dennis is the only one who got it because everyone else is is pretty okay. But yeah, so we had our best friends here with their kids. And Dennis was just kind of sleeping. Like we all knew, like he has something. But we just okay. Like we're gonna we're gonna celebrate New Year's. We're not gonna ignore New Year's because of that. Hopefully, it's just a little cold. No big deal. <laughs> kind of was a big deal, but we didn't know. And uh, ten o'clock, we're struggling to stay awake. We made it to like eleven forty, and then we're sitting on the couch drinking tea, just like counting down the minutes. <laughs> Like we were like every very tired parent at the holidays, you know? We were just sitting there counting on the minutes, 12 o'clock hits, and we're like, yay, hugs, toast in our tea, like 12.10. I think everyone went to bed. <laughs> 10 past midnight, Everyone's like, bye. Everyone was down. Everyone was out. It was a very... Yeah, it was very cozy, but it was very, like, I can really laugh at it now. Like, oh, man, we we used to rage on New Year's. Like, also the four of us, um, Patrick and Olivia, our best friends, and Dennis and I, like, we've had some fun in our days. Okay, we know how to party. And now here we are, like, pregnant with kids, tired, just trying to stay awake, drinking tea at midnight, and then going straight to bed. I think it was... Yeah, a good representation of what life is right now, <laughs> which is very, very beautiful in its own way. So, yes, that's me. I um I'm really excited to show more about this sort of development of of the farm. I haven't really shown a lot on social media just I haven't given a proper tour yet, and I'm going to. I just want to feel more settled first. I'd rather do a tour of the house when it's not just filled with boxes, you know, (laughs) everything is like upside down, like I want to get pretty settled before I do a a whole little tour of the house. The only room right now that is completely moved in, I think, is the kitchen and Leia's room, um, which is basically what matters the most, right? Um, but yeah, I promise to show you everything I shared on the intention setting podcast last week that I am thinking about maybe starting back my YouTube channel or using some kind of platform that isn't Instagram just to share a little bit more about this journey because us stepping into this, these roles of life on a small farm, what I'm hoping will become a homestead Um, already in in the spring very soon. Like we're going to get chickens in March. I'm starting beekeeping class in April, (laughs) which also makes me laugh. I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited to get beehives. Um, Yeah, so many things we want to do. And I would love to share more of that really specific journey. Um, I just have to figure out how to do it. So Hopefully that's something that's coming really soon. And if you haven't heard yet, I mean, I'm sure you have, because I'm sure you listen to that podcast too, but I have that second podcast that was always called Yoga Girl Daily, which is a five minute daily practice that I share every day. And that also has had a name change. So it's called The Daily Practice now, which is just the most perfect name ever, because it's really what the podcast is. It's not so much yoga girl daily, it's the daily practice. Every day of the week, I share a five-minute little practice, inner work, healing work, meditation, gratitude practice, different things every week or different things every day of the week. And that has also had a little upgrade. So now we have from the heart, this podcast, and the daily is the daily practice. If you listen on the podcast app, nothing changes for you. I had some questions about that. You don't have to re-follow or resubscribe or anything like that. But if you haven't, and if you like me, <laughs> even just a little bit, if you want to give me a five-star review on any of the app, whatever app you listen on, that would make my life and make my day. Cause this is the, this is the majority of my work now. And I makes a real difference. You know, the reviews and the ratings makes a real difference when it comes to new people finding me. So next time you search for any of my pods, you don't search yoga girl anymore. You search from the heart or the daily practice, or you just f- subscribe or follow the show and it will come up every single week. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this little storytelling about Christmas Eve from hell slash heaven. I don't know. I don't really know what it was. I don't know what to blame in the stars either. I just I just blame myself for moving in the middle of Christmas. It's clearly, clearly my own fault, my own doing. But I hope you have had a beautiful, beautiful first week of the year. And if you haven't, if you had a rough start, kind of like we had over here if something's you know not feeling great or you've been sick or something's going on just that little reminder that you can start again anytime you can start anew tomorrow morning next week you don't have to wait for the big things you don't have to wait for monday or for january 1st to choose to move closer toward the life of your dreams you start when you're ready And if you haven't done the processing practice of last year or the intention-setting practice for this year, who says you have to do it right at that time? You can do it now. Do it this week. Do it whenever you have the space. Don't let this become a chore that you have to figure out and do. Okay? Take your time. Be patient with yourself. Be kind. What's important is that you do this inner work because it really, really can help us elevate our lives. I love you. I appreciate you so, so, so much. Thank you for tuning in with me today. From the Heart with Rachel Braython. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Braython. This was a presentation of
1: Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.